On this week's episode, I chat with the returning guest from episode 33, Megan Case, about federal and state resources. But first, I share a couple of activities happening in the rec community that Sam and I actually get to go to. Today is Monday, April 25th. Let's start the show. Welcome to the Pretty Happy Podcast. My name is Sarah, and I am the mother of going to be a little bit different because Sam is not joining us for this episode. So you will have myself, ta-da, as well as a returning podcast inter interviewee interviewee. I don't know if that's the right word. Whatever, I'm going to go with it. Uh, Megan Case. She and her husband, Drew, were on the podcast in episode 33. If you have not listened to it, go check it out. Fantastic. Anyway, um, I'm going to be interviewing her. We're going to be doing our Can't Leave It's Together at the very end. And let me tell you guys, I am so excited to share this interview with you because it is huge. The resources. So, so... Megan and I are going to talk about state and federal resources that are available um, to families, which is huge, 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 huge. Um, So more on that later. First, I am going to share with you guys a little bit about the fun activities that are going to be going on for Sam and I this next week. The first thing that is happening is the Ascend 2022 Rhett Syndrome National Summit. I'm singing a lot today because Sam's not here. Um, It's going to be April 27th to the 30th, and it's happening in Nashville. So we're going to be traveling from Colorado to Nashville for that week, and we're going to go to the Ascend Summit. I am so stoked. I'm so excited, you guys. Mainly, I think I'm excited to meet other families because there's tons of families that I have connected with virtually, but I have never actually met in person. And I think that's what I'm most excited for. Um, During this time, there are going to be keynote speakers, one of which... You may know him from Special Books by Special Kids. I don't know if you guys have heard of that before. Um, Chris, Chris Ulmer, he is the founder of Special Books by Special Kids. Um, I will link his YouTube channel in our show notes. He's going to be one of the key speakers. And I'm so excited to get to listen to him. One of the nights, he's going to do like a bedtime reading for everybody to to come right before they they are done for the night. I'm really excited about that. They're going to have a bunch of um, different speakers there covering topics from um, movement disorders, seizures, uh, nutrition. Um, What else? What else do they have? Uh, transitions into adulthood, 
um, managing um, difficult behaviors. Um, I'm saying I'm a lot. Anyway, there's going to be a lot of different topics. Ooh, the last day they're doing a bunch of workshops. And another, uh, well, I was going to say friendly face that you might recognize, but no, not a friendly face. Name you might recognize, Lonnie and Sarah Morrison. They're going to be doing a toy adapting workshop, which I am stoked to go and watch. Um, what else is happening? There's going to be a lot. I'm just, I'm really excited to just take it all in. And I'm also, like I said, I'm really excited to meet all of these families in person that we've been talking to and that we've been building relationships with because I feel like I know them already. I just haven't actually met them. That sounds like a really, really bad rom-com. Um, but that's how I feel. That's that's how I feel. Usually it works out in the rom-coms though, so it should be fine, right? I would think, I'd hope. Um, moving on. So I'm really excited about that. The other thing that I am really, really excited for is to be in a state of normalcy. I don't know if that makes sense. But everybody that we're going to be associating with, everybody that we're going to be interacting with for that week, they are all, they're all families or professionals or friends of families who on a daily basis interact with individuals with Rett syndrome. I'm not going to have to explain anything to anybody. It's just people are just going to know what's going on. It's, it's going to be my normal will be everyone's normal. It's going to be we're living in Rettland for a week. And I am thrilled to be doing that. So there's that. And then oh, on Saturday, so April, April 30th, uh, the conference will end Saturday morning. Saturday evening, I don't know if you guys recall, but we had the Giselle Lauren Foundation on. Oh, what was it? Two episodes ago? Episode 34, we had them on. And they told us about their 2022 Spring Soiree fundraising dinner that they're having April 30th. Now, you guys, I know that they specifically planned to have it on that day so that Sam and I could already be in Tennessee and go to it. They, they did that for us specifically. I don't have that in writing, but um, just take my word for it. That's what happened. They knew we would be there for the Ascend Conference in Tennessee. And so, uh, yeah, they planned for it that day so that we could be there. I'm kidding. They did not. But I'm so excited because we get to go from the Ascend and the high we're on there. Then we get to go be at this fundraising event that normally we would never be able to go to because it's, you know, states away from us. And I am so excited to go meet Jill and Bailey in person and cheer on all of the incredible people that are supporting the Giselle Lauren Foundation. We love them. We think they're fantastic. So 
both the Ascend and the Spring Soiree. Sam and I will give you a bit of a recap when we get back so that you know, you know, what, what things have been going on, what we've been up to. So keep an eye out for that in the coming weeks because we'll give a kind of breakdown. And I can't wait to share you guys, share with you guys everything that I learn and I'm just, oh, I'm just so excited and I'm on such a high that we get to go and do those things. Um, Zoe is coming with us. So we've got my mom taking care of the boys at our home and then Zoe is going to be coming with us. Sam's mom is coming as well um, so that we can trade off so that we can all have a great time. So we are thrilled to be able to do that. And yeah, and then I'll give you guys a recap later on when we get back. Do, 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 be excited. I'm excited. You should be excited too. All right. Without further ado, we are going to jump in to our interview with Megan Case because I'm sure you guys are done listening to me talk at this point by myself. So we're going to jump in. Megan Case is going to join us. And here we are. Welcome back to the Pretty Happy Podcast. You've got Sarah here and Megan Case. You might remember her name because she and her husband, Drew, were on the podcast earlier this year. But we have Megan back because we have some very, very important stuff that we need to talk about. And that is resources. Such an important topic. Megan, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. I'm happy to be back. Thank you for the invitation to return and spend another evening with you. I'm super excited. Good. Of course. Of course. I, okay. I'm, I'm not going to lie. We were chatting before this and I'm really excited to talk about this stuff because we're going to talk about resources on a federal level. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And you just need to do a little bit of digging and you'll be able to find them. Hopefully. Hopefully, mm -hmm. because not yeah. every state is the same. Right. But the federal right. ones, those those should be good across the board, right? So, yes. yep. I think it's just about getting information out so that people know how, what resources to look for mm -hmm. and where to start and who to talk to and making sure that if they are eligible for something, that they have an opportunity to see that come to fruition for their family, for their um, individual with special needs. And so if we can, you know, put those keywords out there for everybody to kind of take with them and, and look for in their own state, in their own area, I think that is incredibly important. It is. It is. Like I, so we got Zoe's diagnosis and then two weeks later we moved to a new state. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what I was doing. All mm -hmm. I knew was mm -hmm. that supposedly there were going to be resources that we would be able to use, right. right? Right. 
I started trying to research on my own, but I was brand new to all of the language, all of the everything and all of the programs that people had. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't Mm -hmm. know, I didn't even know where to start. I ended up Mm -hmm. getting on the waiver that I'm on because I was able to get in contact with another family who was already on that waiver. And that's the only reason I knew where to start was Mm because they told me Mm -hmm. where to start. (laughs) The the thing I've said over and over and over again since my daughter Emma got her diagnosis was the best resource for us in finding services, finding providers, finding therapists, finding programs to support her. The best resource for us has been other special needs parents. So if you are, if there is a local um, Facebook page for parents of special needs kids, if there is a local Medicaid Facebook page or, you know, social media group of some kind. If you're on social media, get in that group. First and foremost, those are the people you want because they live right there in your community. And so they're going to know, you know, who is the best therapist to go to? What kind of program can help me do this? Who can help me find this service or this good? That is good. And they're all experts, right? In the field of caring for a medically fragile child or a child with special needs. And so if you can get in with them and be like, Hey, I need this. Who do uh-huh. I call? That's going to be, that's going to be a huge help right there. Oh my gosh. Yes. So much, so much. So like our, our pediatrician who we love, the only reason that we found her was because mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. we did. I got on <laughs> and I said specifically, I have a child with complex needs, a rare condition who do I need to go see? Like, who yes. is the person that is going to be the most helpful? Right. Or who do I not mm-hmm. want to see? Yes. That is sometimes equally a, important. An equally important question to ask. Um, yes. You know, and for you and me, especially where we've got other kiddos in our house that also need doctors and may also have needs of their own. It's like, okay, I'm not just trying to find a doctor for one child. It's, you know, my whole brood yes. and it's like, how can I make my life easier by, by just seeing this one provider? And so it's, I mean, families, families who get it are going to be the families who can help you the most. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what, as far as, you know, as far as local resources, we need to find mm-hmm. those groups, right? Right. What about our federal resources? Sure. So, um, I want to break this down into, into two different ways about going to get these resources, mm-hmm. um, because different people are going to qualify in different ways. So the Medicaid banner, the overall federal Medicaid banner is a income based resource. Yes. So you have to fall within a certain yearly income in order to qualify for their services. Right. But the reality is that some people who do not fall within that threshold still have needs that they cannot meet on their own. So the traditional route to qualify for services on an income basis is to go straight traditional Medicaid that you would reach out to your local health and welfare office. You're going to hear me talk about health and welfare a lot tonight because they oversee all these programs that are local within your community. But that's who you're going to want to start with. 
if you do not fall within that banner of income, there is a program that was started by a young woman a number of years ago. Her name is Katie Beckett. And she was an individual in her 20s who still lived at home because of her disabilities. And because she still lived at home, she fell with it under her parents' income. Mm-hmm. And so she was denied Medicaid. And she said, but I still have these needs that I need met. So yeah. how, how can I still qualify for services? So they passed a bill and there is now the, the other tier of the Medicaid banner is if you don't qualify for income, you can get a Katie Beckett waiver uh-huh. to still get your services. So those are the two ways, um, either traditional Medicaid or Katie Beckett. It doesn't matter what state you live in, Katie Beckett happens everywhere. That is how you are going to get your services if you do not fall within the income banner of Medicaid. Under that umbrella is all of the other services that we are going to talk about. But I want I want to make sure that people hear that um, whether you are applying for Medicaid or Katie Beckett, it is all based on developmental criteria. Um, they're going to want to know what kind of things your child in particular can or can't do. They're going to ask about behavioral health. They're going to ask about counseling. They're going to ask about personal care services. Um, they're going to, they're going to essentially get every detail out of you, which can be hard and emotional when they really start asking, you know, if essentially you left your child in a room by themselves, can they do these 40 things independently? (laughs) Well, no, they can't do any of that. In this particular instance, that's going to be good for you in the long run because that's how you're going to qualify for more services. Yep. So it may not feel good to answer these questions in the negative, but um, it's really because they're wanting to get a grasp and a better understanding of what services and how much money they need to give you for your well, kiddo. And I want to just add something to that too. So when, when we were getting Zoe on a waiver, so we got Zoe on a state waiver Um, but when we were getting our on the waiver, we had a organization helping us do that. They were doing it for free. They're a nonprofit. That's what they do is they help get people on the waiver. When I was talking to her, she was asking me all of the things, you know, can she do this? Can she do that? And you're right. It's Mm -hmm. really, really Mm -hmm. hard to just sit there and say, no, she can't. No, she can't. No, she can't. No, she can't. No, she can't do that either. No, she can't do that either. But what this individual told me was, um, while it is hard, you need to think about your worst, on her worst day, what can she do? Because yes. you don't want to base it on their, their best day. Mm-hmm. 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 Because right. even though we, like, in my mind, I want to, I try to project that. Like, mm-hmm. I try not to right. think about our worst days, you know? Right. Because that's not a happy place to be. But Mm -hmm. when it comes to getting services, those worst days are your best chance of getting the most services that you can get. Right. Right. And the thing is, whether whether you base it on the worst days or the best days, your worst days are still going to happen. You're still going to have those days and you're going to want the services. 
that yeah. that will be provided for those worst days. So you mm-hmm, need to, mm-hmm. in your mind, get set to think about those worst days so that you can say, okay, on the worst day, this is what she needs. Because there's some days, so Zoe, for example, Zoe is ambulatory. She can walk. On her worst days, she really struggles and she mm-hmm. falls a lot. Right, right. Right? So I have to, I had to think about that in relation to, does she need somebody with her to walk? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. she does. Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to on her good days where she's fairly stable, I don't have to be right behind her all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I can, mm-hmm. I can let her off leash. I don't need to be right next to her. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously she's five. I still need to be around, right? But I don't Mm -hmm. have to be her shadow. So when they're asking you all the questions, you need to be thinking about your worst days. What Mm -hmm. services do you need on those worst days? What what things would benefit your child in those hard moments, Mm -hmm. whether it's a person, whether it's a device, whether it's equipment, whether it's, um, you know, special shoes or, you know, there's there's so many things that can be used to help these kiddos maintain independence and and just have their own you know their own shot and yeah. a fair shot and it's you know I, I will be the first to admit that I um, for a really long time didn't want to apply for services because I felt that it was my job as Emma's mom to be the one who was with her all the time if I didn't have her wheelchair handy to be carrying her, um, that it was my job to take her to the therapies and to, you know, do the the safe baths with her at night because I was her parent and I didn't want to let somebody else in to do that for me. And one of the amazing wet mamas um, that I have come to know over the past couple of years said on one of those Facebook pages that I was talking about, um, she's, said that she didn't want all of her time with her child to revolve around her daughter's medical condition. She didn't want her only time with her daughter to be when they're at therapies or at doctor's appointments. And I just like that really resonated with me. And I was like, you know, I still, at the end of the day, like I just want to have memories of being Emma's mom. Yeah. And so like we've taken our boys out on like parent dates Mm -hmm. for years and years. And it's like, but you know, we've not taken Emma on these purposeful things it's like, so I have started doing that with Emma this last year and spending time with her that is just mother-daughter time and having these helpers and these services that I have now finally gotten in place. It's like, well, why didn't I do this? <laughs> and, you know, it's hard to like let those people come in and oh, see yeah. you at, on those hard days, both Emma's and mine yeah. as her parent caregiver. Um, but man, those folks really do just have a heart for service. And sometimes it takes getting the right person in your door to really yeah. connect with, with you. But, um, so don't, don't hesitate. If you qualify for services, start, start getting them, Yeah, start getting them. Cause it really will make a difference, not only for your kiddo, but for you and and I think that's just as important. So. Absolutely. Oh, it so is. And I love, I love what you're saying about not just being there for the appointments and the therapies and mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. like right. 
having only that, you know, because I think that sometimes we lose that mm-hmm. when all of these things start coming and you're like, oh my gosh, we have to do all of these things. And you don't right. like, sometimes you do forget to do just the regular everyday. Right. Parenting. Me and, me and Zoe are going to do yeah, our nails. Family kind of right. Or, exactly. you know, we're going to go, mm-hmm. we're going to go mm-hmm. get some ice cream or something for Valentine's yep. day. We went, Zoe and I went and got cookies just the two of us, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I think you're right. I think we sometimes forget that we can go do that stuff. Right. Or right. it's not that we forget. It's that there are so many other things that need to happen mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. we can't plan to do right. those things. Right. Which is yeah. where the services no. come in and the extra help um, Find the services, find the people, mm-hmm. and they, they really are there to help you. Um, so let's talk about, so once you, let's move from that federal banner of getting qualified right. for services to begin with, right? And let's look at what those could possibly look like within within your individual state. Um, and there are a couple different services that are offered. I'm going to kind of start at the top, and I'm going to say that this is my experiences of services in Idaho is where we're at. We're just outside of Boise. Um, and so once we qualified for Katie Beckett, mm-hmm. we um, got set up in a program called Children's Developmental Disability Services. And that program in Idaho, or it's, you know, we would call it our waiver program. A lot of people have heard the term waiver program. Um, they cover additional goods and services that traditional Medicaid will not cover. Okay. So Medicaid covers your physical therapy, your occupational therapy, and your speech language pathology. Right. Right. So if I wanted to sign Emma up for, um, aqua therapy or hippotherapy, which for the record, I'm still disappointed does not involve an actual hippo. Right. It's horses. Um, (laughs) that's yeah. That, I mean, we should just call it what it is, which is a disappointment in my mind, but, um, <laughs> if I wanted to, um, or like music therapy, now I'm not talking music classes or swim lessons. I'm talking about a service that is provided by a qualified therapist. So somebody who doesn't just let kids come and ride their horses, but somebody who understands, um, and has taken classes on how to offer that service as a therapy. Yeah. So if you have that within your community, you can use the funds you receive on your waiver to pay for those therapy classes. If Medicaid will pay for a wheelchair for your child, but that's like big and clunky and you don't want to always take that out into the community, you could use your waiver money to pay for an adaptive stroller. And you would go through, because Medicaid will only provide a single wheelchair every, what is it, every four to six years. Yeah. So if you're like, oh, we gave you a wheelchair last year, but you're wanting something that is, an additional set of wheels, this would be a way for you to still get those goods if they are, again, a therapeutic entity. So like you can't just go willy-nilly crazy on Amazon and buying, you know, whatever toys. But if there's um, an adaptive, uh, what, swing that you could, you know, hang in your house safely that your child um, would enjoy or one of those bubble tubes that 
can provide some peace and some relaxation for your kiddos, you can use these funds to pay for that. Additionally, the really nice thing is that you can use it for respite care. So we got our personal babysitter set up to be a respite provider for Emma. So if we take our boys out for dinner or now even we've taken them overnight away and we've had Emma stay with our respite provider, which is just our babysitter that we've had all these years, I don't have to personally pay our babysitter. I can use Emma's waiver money Mm -hmm. to pay for respite care. The amount of money that you can pay them hourly changes from state to state, but that is an additional. So like, you know, if we took our boys, you know, on a camping trip for the weekend and Emma doesn't love camping, we could have her stay in an environment that she prefers with the activity she prefers with somebody who's going to stay in love on her. And that is not an additional cost to us if we use a respite provider. So there's really, um, there's really a lot of opportunity with these extra funds under the developmental disability services to, um, to really get those extra goods and services that you need. Now I know cause we were talking about this before we went live, you have a similar, but different program in Colorado. Yeah. Um, your family support services. So you should talk about how yeah. that kind of differs for you guys down there. So, well, I was going to say, so the waiver that you're describing is very similar to, they call it the children's extensive support waiver here in Colorado. Um, it almost like it, it sounds almost identical to so that. See, that's, the thing is like yeah. they're different, you know, different words, different mm-hmm. lingo, different, you know, but mm-hmm. still I'm guessing that the banner, the overarching banner for that waiver is still health and welfare. So again, I would guess if so. you hear one thing from this, go to health and welfare, talk to somebody at health and welfare, Google children developmental services, Colorado, Idaho, Tennessee, yep. New York, like that is where you were going to want to start for all of this. Yeah. So the, the CES waiver, it covers the, the respite care. It covers the specialized equipment, assess it. Ooh, assistive. I can talk assistive technology. Uh-huh. Um, it covers homemaker services, which is like, if mm-hmm. somebody came mm-hmm. in, they potentially could do like laundry for Zoe. They could mm-hmm. cook meals for Zoe. Granted, I'm doing those things for the rest of the family, so I include Zoe in it. So, so, you're I, just the right, so I don't right. really need that particular thing. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And that's not the waiver that we are on anyway. So, um, but but like you said, for you guys, you can choose someone to be a respite worker. Right. Right. We get to pick who that person is. Yeah. And they only have to meet whatever qualifications we decide are important. So our particular babysitter is a paraprofessional within our local school district. So we know she already has a background check on file. She's CPR certified and she works every day with kiddos who are just like Emma. Right. So we felt she was fairly qualified, but you could pick your mom, yeah, your sister, your neighbor next door who loves your kiddos, who would love to make a little extra money, Mm -hmm. provide the service for you that you could pay in turn. And you could say, listen, I just want to make sure that you are CPR certified and you have reliable transportation in case something were to go wrong. Yeah. And that's it. That's that. Those are the only qualifications you would have to decide upon for whomever that care provider is. 
Right. So in addition to that, so for for the state of Colorado, if you're on the the Children's Extensive Support Waiver, the CES waiver, you have to have someone who is a CNA um, to be able to provide care on the CES waiver. But it can be a parent. There's so lots. Take- uh-huh. So I mm. I could take a CNA class, become mm-hmm, get mm-hmm. my license, or is it, is it a license or a certification? Mm-hmm. I think it's a certification. Certification. Do I we could, could be wrong for the CNAs out there who are listening. Forgive yes, us. I apologize. We know you you had to do some kind yes. of I want to say it's a license. To- I want to say it's a license. I don't know. Either way, clearly I don't have it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But on the CES waiver, you as the parent could get your CNA and then mm-hmm. be paid to care for your child. And the hours Which would depend on ama- right on the needs on the of needs, your child. obviously, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right. But you could do that. Well, and for a lot of parents, like I, I left the workforce to come home and be yeah. a caregiver for Emma. So to be able to bring in funds to financially contribute mm-hmm. to my family, to you know have a little more purpose, to have that set routine of what I was going to do while I care for her. That is, um, that's really big for me. And actually that is something I started doing here recently. One of the, like, if we keep going down the umbrella, um, opportunities for services is personal care services. So you can have someone who is not a nurse. I was just reading a nurse to do this. Um, they, this person will come in and take care of bathing dressing, toileting, um, light housekeeping, the meal prep, the laundry, mm-hmm. if I need them to, um, they can do, you know, little chores like trash removal and bed making, but they really come in and this is not therapy based. So like you could have an aide come in and I'll talk about this in a second, who would come in and work on like more therapeutic challenges with your child. This person is purely coming in for the everyday needs of your child. So during COVID, it was a federal mandate that because caregivers could not come into homes, right? Mm -hmm. That they were allowing parents to fulfill this need. So, and they've been doing it now for 18 months. um, And it's based on kind of where each state is with their, their COVID numbers. So Idaho actually is about to say, okay, our numbers are getting better. So we're going to go back to parents, at least to my knowledge so far, parents do not need to do this anymore. We're going to send caregivers back in, but they're giving us six months. So they're saying, we're going to end this mandate, but we're going to give you another six months. So for the past month now, I've been clocking in every day mm-hmm. as Emma's care provider. Yeah. So things I was already doing every day, mm-hmm. I'm not getting paid for, um, you know, and it's not a ton of money, but it's, it's something that it helps though that I was doing and it helps. And so we, my husband and I said, you know, this is going to be extra money that we use to spend as a family. Right. And so we're going to put it towards our summer vacations. We're going to put it towards family movie nights. We're going to put it towards, you know, getting a new slip and slide for the summer, something like that. It was something I was already doing 
that I'm now getting paid to do. Yeah. And we, uh, we've got a fellow rep mama, um, who is kind of doing the, the same thing. Her name is Naomi and she is getting qualified to provide nursing services for Uh her sweet daughter. And it's the same exact thing. She is going to provide, well, she's already been providing these cares, but now she's going to get recognized and she's going to get paid for it. And she's going to get the support and the education to do it safely and what an amazing gift and acknowledgement of parent caregivers to be like, listen, you're already doing this. We're going to help you do it in the best way possible. So for reference, Naomi was one of our first guests on the podcast. So if you don't Mm -hmm. know about Naomi, Mm -hmm. uh, go back to the beginning of our podcast. Listen to her. Yep. Phenomenal. Um, Mm -hmm. If you guys aren't like, if you don't remember, she is from Arizona Mm-hmm. And that is where in Arizona, they've now mm-hmm. just like within the just last what this week, this week, 10 days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They just passed saying parents can now be paid to do this. Right. For the nursing services, Woo! which is huge, huge, amazing. amazing. Huge. We're so happy for her and her family. And so, um, but yeah, personal care services falls under the banner of and this is going to be something that, again, is everywhere. And they don't just do kiddos. They do adults. They do um, geriatric care. This is anyone who needs this kind of service. Again, call Health and Welfare. Tell them you want an interview for personal care service hours. They're going to ask you all those same depressing questions. Yep. Um, but that's going to tell them how many hours your individual needs each week. So Emma qualified for 30 hours a week mm-hmm. for me to provide her hours or to provide her, um, her cares. That's almost a full-time job. It's almost a full-time job. Well, full-time for, quote unquote. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for yeah. doing things that, that as parent givers we're already doing. Yeah. So look for personal care services, um, or, or nursing services within your community. So, okay. So going along with this, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in here for just a second. So the waiver that, that Zoe is on is the children's home and community based services waiver. That is a mouthful. The CHCBS waiver, right? Through that waiver, I am paid to provide services for Zoe. So amazing. I don't have to, like, we didn't have to pick me. We could have picked anyone that we felt was Mm -hmm. qualified Mm -hmm. to care for Zoe. Granted, Mm -hmm. if I was not doing this and being paid, I would still need to have a job. So the fact that I can do this and be paid and Zoe can still, I can still get her to, you know, her five therapies a week plus appointments plus, you know, everything else. Right is phenomenal, mm-hmm. right? So I don't have to have mm-hmm. another job. Mm-hmm. I also don't have to have any sort of license or certification. Right, right, yes. Which is fantastic. So under that waiver in Colorado, I can provide care to my child. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, mm-hmm. so with that waiver though, it's different from the CES waiver 
where we don't receive funds for home improvement. We don't receive funds for respite. We don't receive funds for um, extra therapies that aren't covered through Medicaid. We Mm -hmm, don't, we mm -hmm. don't get that stuff with this particular waiver that I'm on. But for us right now, it's covering Zoe's needs. So it's good for us. It's good for us right now. Right. Mm -hmm. You were mentioning the family support services waiver um, that I Mm -hmm. had told you about. We we went on a segue, but that's okay. We did. Um, That's okay. We're We're back. We're looping back around. So I, I just finished saying that that we don't need all of those extra things, right? But they're nice. Those things would Mm -hmm. be nice. And that is where, Mm -hmm. for us, the Family Support Services Program comes in. Because the Family Support Services Program, it's based on need. So it's essentially what happens is there is a grant that is put aside for families. You apply for it. And then based on your child's needs, you're allotted a sum of money for their fiscal year. Mm -hmm. And then you are able to spend that money on, um, on therapies that, that Medicaid won't cover on equipment that Medicaid won't cover. Mm -hmm. If we wanted Mm -hmm. to get the special chair, that is the funds that we would use to Mm -hmm. do that. Um, we can spend it on education. We can spend Mm -hmm. it on, um, was respite was the other thing I was going to say. We Mm -hmm. can spend it on respite. Mm -hmm. Essentially anything that Medicaid or insurance will not cover that is directly related to our child. Well, for us, Mm -hmm. our child, right. Um, right, right. But our individual, it's directly related to their diagnosis, delay condition, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it may be, we're able Mm -hmm. to spend those funds on it, which is, phenomenal it's amazing right? it's you know they, they your child can can benefit from all of this but it doesn't have to you know deprive your family uh-huh. it's like well we want to get this for zoe but ooh, that means right? like, our family's not gonna be able to go on our vacation or oh that means you know the boys aren't going to be able to play soccer or have music lessons this fall yeah. like there is help out there there is assistance and it's just about, you know, if nothing else comes from this podcast, I, I hope people just hear that these opportunities are out there for them and they have to do a little digging. But man, like now that we are set up with everything, it's just, it, it's oh, a lot of work so that nice. first year, right? Right. Getting yes. set up. But then it just, you've got the people in place who are going to call you and say, hey, listen, it's time to update our plan or you know, we need to have this meeting or we need to requalify Emma. It's, it's so much easier oh, yeah. the second and third and fourth time. So it's, oh yeah, it will feel overwhelming, but it, I mean, it's, it's all worth, been it. worth it. To, oh my gosh. To get so our worth it. And to get us what, what we all need. Oh yeah. So mm, it's amazing. Um, speaking of money, you said that you guys have um, a little extra help in covering your insurance yes that you have for zoe and that's something we don't have in idaho so you should talk about that okay so in colorado they have a program called the health insurance buy-in program the name is a little deceiving (laughs) because it Mm -hmm. sounds like Mm -hmm. 
you are buying into their health insurance. That right. is not what right. it is. Okay. It's called health insurance buy-in program, HIBI for short. Essentially what it is, is if you have private insurance as well as Medicaid. So we, we have private insurance for our kids through my husband's work. Right. Right. Um, yep. Zoe gets Medicaid through her waiver, which, Correct. which to be completely honest, um, her insurance basically does nothing for her. Her private insurance basically does nothing for her. They don't cover right. anything. Medicaid right. no, ends up picking up the bill. Will, right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and that means that you have insurance that you have to pay for her because Medicaid, if you get it, depending on how you get it, will only work as a secondary. Yeah. They won't work unless you're under that traditional banner of Medicaid, which is mm -hmm. income based. They will only act as a secondary for exactly. a kid. So that means that we still have that insurance, that private insurance premium to pay each month. Exactly. So in Colorado, you can apply for this program. And as long as you have private and Medicaid, they will send you a monthly payment for a portion of the cost of your private insurance. So essentially, what we are paying for Zoe to be on private insurance, they are refunding us, essentially. So every month you get essentially reimbursement uh -huh. to go towards the cost of the premium private insurance that you have for Zoe. Here's the nifty thing. It doesn't have to go towards specifically towards that. We can use it for whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We can use so it for whatever. Could, you could put it towards. I believe the, payment, the you, point, the point is to put it towards that. Right. Towards um, mm -hmm. but our insurance money is taken out before we, like when we get our paycheck, right. like it's already taken so out. So this just goes back into your bank so account. So it just goes back and... into our bank account. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Right. Wow. Um, that's amazing. And they can, if you, if you have this benefit, you can also get reimbursements for deductibles and coinsurance and co-pays mm -hmm. if you're visiting mm -hmm. um, a Medicaid enrolled provider. Granted, because we have Medicaid, that covers all of that. Mm -hmm. They pay for all mm -hmm. of those things. So we don't really use that par portion of it, but it's still there. Like mm -hmm. it would be available mm -hmm. to us if yeah. need be. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's but amazing. I didn't, I didn't know about this program until someone, a case manager from Medicaid called and said, Hey, how are you guys doing? Are mm -hmm. you taking advantage of the programs that we have? And this is I, one of the programs that she told me about. And I was like, I could have used this mm -hmm. <laughs> right. a while ago, right? but that's okay. I'm happy to use it now. <laughs> like mm -hmm. it's fantastic. Well, you know, the best thing you will now be able to do for your neighbors, for families that you meet along the way is like, listen, I know about these services, here are the people you called to get uh -huh. signed up on them. And so again, it's that, you know, special needs families are the best resource oh, yeah. um, for other special needs families. Um, man, that's just amazing. That's amazing. I have, um, I have one more um, service that I want to talk about before okay. we, and then I know you have one too. Um, 
So we've talked about, um, okay, actually there are a couple, but I will, I'll do this quickly. Um, <laughs> talking about somebody coming into your home to uh, be with your kiddos to help them develop skills that they wouldn't maybe necessarily develop on their own. Mm-hmm. So we have um, providers here that are called intervention service providers. Um and they essentially, we've got a couple young gals who come to the house in the afternoon and they help Emma work on um, therapeutic challenges, opportunities. Um, they essentially just kind of keep promoting what she's working on in therapy each week. So they come and they help her use her, her communication device even more. They partner with our clinical therapists to continue that at home so these these young women go they take emma to her therapies now i don't even have to do that anymore i don't have to go and sit and either read a book or you know like i get an opportunity to have that hour back to myself in the afternoon but then they come back after they've seen emma interact with her therapist Uh for this past hour and they're like oh we learned this new thing i can keep doing that with emma here at home and you know, if, as long as their therapeutic goals are, are being met. So like if the, the goal is to help Emma use her communication device, well, they can put Emma and her communication device in our wagon and walk her to the park that's down the street and be like, okay, Emma, what toy do you want to be on? And she can use her device and tell them. And it's, it's again, something that we don't pay for, Uh but we did have to qualify Um, and so if you, if you look up behavior intervention in your city, intervention service providers, crisis intervention, um, if you've got a kiddo who's got more behaviors, um, these people are trained on how to redirect those kiddos and to keep them on the path that they're needing to be going on. And you know, it was a little weird at first to have somebody come into my home that I did not know and spend all this time with Emma. Um, but you know, Emma loves these gals and they are so good with her and they really just have the most amazing hearts for helping these kiddos succeed. And again, one of those things I wish we hadn't have waited so long to do. So if, if you've got um, folks in your city who will do that, I definitely say do it sooner than sooner than later so that you are not, you know, filling or emptying your well faster than, than it needs to be emptied. I am going to be looking into this to yeah. see if something like this is available in Colorado. Because, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Well, and I think it goes back to what we were saying at the beginning where you – you want to be mom. You don't want to be right. therapist all the time. You don't want to be, right. you know, mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. all the time. Like you want to be mom. Right. Well, and, and that still, you gives know, and you the opportunity. And absolutely. Well, and whether it's, you know, we have a two story house. Emma sits downstairs to watch her show in the afternoon and the laundry room is upstairs. So if I want to go do laundry, she figures out I'm not where she can see me uh-huh. and she's not happy with that. So I, I'm limited on what I can do in our home based on kind of what mood she's in. And so this allows me to go 
do a craft project, go clean out my boys, you know, disorganized bookshelves, which I did this week and listen to a book on tape because I've got somebody here yeah, with Emma. And that is an amazing, amazing gift. It's, oh, that's fantastic. It's, it's fantastic. So look into it. Um, do you guys have a developmental preschool program in Colorado? I want to say yes, but Maybe. I don't know. So, <laughs> so when Emma turned three, she was able to, our, our local school district, uh-huh. hosts a developmental preschool program in a number of, not every of our elementary schools, but in a number of them where kiddos go to preschool for half the day and they are in a classroom with both preschool teachers and therapists. So Emma went, she was in a small class. She did preschool. She sang the song. She made the art projects. She, um, you know, was playing with the blocks and the sand table, but then she'd also get pulled out to go do speech, to go do physical therapy, Ah. to go do occupational therapy. And it was within one of our local elementary schools and it was at no cost to us. Again, we had to qualify for it. So we just had to um, have recommendations from a pediatrician um, stating what her, her disability was. And then we went and the teachers and the therapists all evaluated her. It's like, okay, well, she would maybe benefit from two days a week of this, of this preschool program or all four days that they run it. Um, and then we were able to keep Emma at that same school for kindergarten this year. So she did two years of developmental preschool and now she's at kindergarten with the same therapist that she's known for the last few years in, you know, hallways that she's familiar with. But if you're look and see if your local school districts offer a developmental preschool program and they can be in it from three until six. Um, and then you may have to change schools to get into your boundary school or if there's a magnet yeah. school you want to go to. Um, but this was really an incredible opportunity for Emma to start getting into the school system with kiddos who, who, you know, not necessarily were like her, but had their own setbacks yeah, and their own health issues. And, um, it was, it was phenomenal for her to go and, and have that opportunity to be, you know, a typical kid in that sense. So that's awesome. If you have that program, definitely, definitely look into it. That is fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. That's a lot. We gave, <laughs> and I have one more. Oh. I have one more okay. for you guys. Okay. Let's do it. So this is my last one. And it is Intelleride. Right? Right. Right. Okay. Yes. This is Intelleride. It is through Colorado's Medicaid program. And essentially it is twofold. So the first thing that Intelleride offers is you can schedule a trip with Intelleride two appointments that are paid for by Medicaid. So. So like your therapy appointments, your physical therapy uh appointments that you do each week. Yes. So Mm -hmm. those appointments, um, sometimes we have to travel up to Denver for appointments and that's like two hours for us. If I didn't want to drive or if I was unable to drive, Mm -hmm. I could schedule with Intelleride for them to pick me and Zoe up or pick Zoe and mm-hmm. whomever her companion is up. Right. They right. would take us to our appointment. They would drop us off after the appointment. Like they'd take us home after the appointment free 
of charge because it's through Medicaid's program. Wow. wow. Um, so if like for some reason, if our car broke down, right. Zoe still needs to get to her appointments. Mm-hmm. They would be mm-hmm. able, to, we'd be able to schedule a trip with them and they could take us. So as long as the appointment you're going to is already paid for by Medicaid, mm-hmm. they will get you to that appointment and back home again. Yes. Yep. Wow. So that's the first part. The second mm-hmm. part of Intelleride is that they have a mileage reimbursement program, which is typically the program that we use. I've never actually used the schedule a trip one, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, partly because I don't trust other people's driving. But, <laughs> and I'm sure they do like, you know, driving uh-huh. tests and background right. checks. Right. I, I just don't. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. but so they have a mileage reimbursement program. So basically what happens is I call them and I say, hey, we have an appointment on this day at this time. And they give me a confirmation number. They put in all the information for the, the pickup address, the drop-off address, all of that stuff. Um, they give me a confirmation number. I write it down on the little form. We go to our appointment. I take the form in. Anybody in the office can sign it. And they just basically, they sign it saying, hey, they actually came to their appointment. They were here. here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I take it home and I send it to Intelleride. And then they reimburse me 44 cents a mile for, for taking Zoe to the appointments, which, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the thing is Mm -hmm. whether I'm being reimbursed for this mileage or not, we're going to the appointments. You still have to go. So will they, like when you guys travel up to Aurora Uh to go to the rec clinic, is there like, will they cover that long of a trip? Yes. Yeah. Because the appointment is covered by Medicaid. Wow. It's paid for by Medicaid. So when we go up to Aurora, I get a confirmation number for the way there. I get a confirmation mm-hmm. number for the way back. And they mm-hmm. cover the miles at 44 cents there and back. Um, if, the, if the trip is farther than that, let's say it's, you know, more than a day trip. It's a, it's a you know, across the state. So you're driving five hours. Is there an opportunity for them to help with hotels or yes. meals. Yes. If it is outside of your your area mm-hmm. and the appointment is going to um in incur is not the right word. Overlap. Well just yeah, it's gonna overlap with right. uh-huh mm-hmm. with um with mealtime or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with you know sleeping. If you're going right. to need to stay the night somewhere so that you can go back to the appointment the next day or whatnot, mm-hmm. um, in most cases, they will cover your lodging and your food. Wow. So we've wow. actually had an appointment. Zoe had a sleep study where we had to stay at the hospital overnight because it's a sleep study. Hello. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But they covered our meals for that time period because we had to stay for the appointment. The appointment was that long. Wow. So they covered our meals and our mileage. Yeah. I didn't Amazing. even, I know, right? I'm looking, I'm looking that up to see it's if incredible. there is something familiar in Idaho tomorrow, because I mean, there's, well, again, it's huge like talking with folks I'm like that. That makes a huge difference. Like if it you does. have to put the miles on your car, pay for the gas in your mm-hmm. car, um, 
you know, if you can have some help, you know, with your insurance premiums, if you can have somebody provide a service, if you can have, I mean, what a, what a difference that makes for the success of your child, yours, your health, their health, the success of your family. Like it just, the burdens that can be lifted or at least alleviated a little mental load. Um, Yes. That's it's huge. I'm so glad these services are out there and I'm sad and mad that more people don't know about them. I absolutely agree. You know, I hope if, um, again, reach out to your local health and welfare office, um, talk to your pediatrician. If they have a care coordinator in their office, you know, which is somebody whose job is to help you connect with these services, talk to other special needs families, find out what services and funds are out there to help you care for your child because you, you do not have to do this by your own strength and your, your own bank account. That is, there are options. There are things available. You might have to dig, but they're there. They're available. And you only have to dig once because then you're going to be the expert and then you'll be able to be that resource for other families. I was going to say, and then you'll be able to come on the podcast and tell everybody all about it. (laughs) I'm so glad we talked about this because it just shows, you know, we're only a state away from each other, but there's, there's so many differences there is in what is offered. And it just really drives home that there's so many opportunities out there that we just don't know about. And you gave me a couple that I'm going to go look up tomorrow. So, but you did the same for me. So thank you. I got my homework. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us. Absolutely. I have loved this. Oh my gosh. Mm, I've loved this so much. Thank you. This has been great. I'm always happy to, to come and chat. So thanks for having me on again. Thank you for coming. Okay, you guys, quick interjection before we get into the can't leave it. Right after our interview, Megan researched whether she had mileage reimbursement available in Idaho for her daughter. She does. She texted me and they have mileage reimbursement. This just all kind of wraps it up, puts it in a nice package. You guys, you just got to look for it and ask questions. And who knows, you might just find it. Like Megan and mileage reimbursement. I'm so excited for them. Anyway, okay, back to the can't leave it. All right, Megan. It is now time for can't leave it. No pressure. No No pressure. Your first time. Doing Can't Leave It. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Would you like to start or would you like me to start? Uh, Up to you. You start. You go first. So my Can't Leave It for this week is that I have been doing meditation. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. I feel so zen. Mm -hmm. Not really. But um, I have been doing meditation and it has been helping. Um, Mm -hmm. And when I say helping, I just mean I feel... 
I've found that when I am meditating, and I'm not meditating for very long. I'm going to be honest. Mm -hmm. It's no more than 10 minutes. We, yeah, we don't got time for that. No. Mm -mm. Um, But even just that small amount of time, Mm -hmm. I have found that I am less snippy by the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And it's very interesting to me because like I do, so I've been using the Headspace app um, and it breaks things down and allows you to like, um, do things in sections. And so it'll have like a wake up and you do for one minute, you just breathe. Right. Oh, nice. Okay. And then you have another section that, um, they give you like a little anecdote or, or whatnot. Um, and it's just something to think about, like to get out of your own mind and to think about something else. Right. And Mm -hmm, then, mm -hmm. um, there's another section that has the actual like more like meditation stuff where mm-hmm. it gives you like time and it talks about listening to your body and breathing I and, love that. and whatnot. I love that. See, and I have to, I'm, I'm a, I like guided meditations. Cause if I just have the silence, then my brain goes all over the, all over the right. place. You're going to fill that space. Oh yeah. 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 And I can't control yeah. it. Um, and then it has, Like it has an afternoon meditation that's like five minutes long. So you're supposed to jump on in the afternoon for five minutes and just, you know, breathe and listen to, you know, in the school pickup line. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Mm -hmm. they have like one that you listen to right before bedtime and it's supposed to help like calm, bring everything back to center. Bring you down. down. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's been very, very nice. I will say. I love that you do that. And like, I'm, I'm a huge believer in that you have to, you know, fill your cup and mm-hmm. make sure your needs are met oh, yeah. as a woman, as a, as a person before you can contribute to the needs of your partner, your children, your whatever. And so taking, so, yeah. you know, even if it's just 10 minutes for you. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. Well, and it's nice too because awesome. it's it's all broken up, so it's not even like a ten minute straight thing. So right. it's just a few minutes here and there, and it's amazing mm-hmm. the difference mm-hmm. that that's made for me. So, all right, well, that is I'm my gently like, bit. I'm adding that to my list of things <laughs> to to look up. Um, so I, I love it. That's awesome. What is your can't leave it, Megan? Okay, so my can't leave it, um, especially as of lately, I am trying to become a more avid reader. Uh Um, I gave it up for a long time after college. I was really just tired of reading books. I was told I had to read. So I took a long time off and I would maybe read like two or three books a year. And in the past handful of years, I have gotten more and more into reading books, but particularly my can't leave it is that I have decided that I am not going to finish a book. I'm not enjoying Ooh, so I um, like this. So maybe, maybe it, this, for me, this needs to be, no, I can leave it. That's <laughs> the, the title of my segment. Um, I, you know, life is short. Don't waste it on books that do not bring you joy. Do not teach you something. Do not make you feel something good. Um, you know, I'm not saying, you know, read only the happy books, but like if you're, well, no, but I, my goal for myself is I will give any book five chapters. And if it has not grabbed me that by that point, I'm done. I'm moving on. 
I love that. I don't that. feel bad about it. So. I love that. I recently did not listen to that advice while watching mm-hmm. a movie. I was watching a oh. movie and the whole time I was like, I'm not interested. Like my, yeah. I'm, yeah. it's not funny. It's not interesting. Mm-hmm. It's not. Mm-hmm. And you know what I did? Yeah. I mm-hmm. watched the whole thing. Oh. And at the end of it, I was like, well, great. There's two hours of my yeah. life gone. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, why did I, right. I could yeah. have turned on reruns of the office, right. which I've seen a jazillion times and I would have and been much happier. Made, yes. Yes. So don't yeah. watch the Apple movie. Don't read the book. And you know, if it's a book that all of your friends are like, this is amazing. I love this. That doesn't mean you have to love it. If it's not doing it for you, put it down, move on to something else. There you go. You guys it's, so advice. Great oh. advice for this week. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. waste your time on stuff that you're not enjoying. Right. And meditate because it'll make you happy. Unless, unless you're not enjoying unless it. Unless it doesn't. <laughs> and then move on. And then move on. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love this so much. And with that, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast so that you are notified when we publish episodes, which is every other Monday morning. And please leave us a rating on iTunes. Leave us a message or a question on the Anchor app and you could become part of the show. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Pretty Happy Pod, where we share episode clips, news and updates, and photos of our adorable daughter. If you would like to be interviewed on the show, reach out to us on any of our social media accounts. Or you can send us an email at prettyhappypod at gmail.com. For more information about Rett Syndrome, visit our website.